Hi, welcome back to Litcentric Radio, the podcast that truly is a literacy coach in your pocket. I'm your host, Julie Webb. I'm excited to announce this week's winner of our Litcentric Radio Growing Bundle Lesson Giveaway. So remember, to enter the giveaway, you need to leave a rating and review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts and uh, take a photo of that, a little screenshot, send it over to me on Instagram, hashtag Litcentric Radio Season 2, and you can also tag me at Litcentric. That would be great, and you'll be entered in our giveaway. So without further ado, today's winner is B Hack. And B Hack left us a five-star review, and she says, fabulous. What a fabulous resource. These quick episodes can be listened to in the car, while folding laundry, or during your prep period. Each episode can inspire your lessons in so many different ways. You can teach the lesson as explained, or take small tidbits back to your classroom and jazz up the lessons you already have planned. Great to share with your colleagues, too. Thanks, Julie. Wow, thank you so much, BHack. I'm so excited that you've won our lesson giveaway. I will be contacting you and you can tell me which lesson in the growing bundle that you would like to have sent to you. And you can pick any lesson from season one or season two, and I will happily send that to you. And I hope the rest of you will actually enter the giveaway as well. We're going to have um, a winner every week through episode 24, which marks the end of season two. So good luck to all of you. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at narrative nonfiction with the text, Germs Make Me Sick. Now, the reason I love this book, among many reasons, first of all, it's from a classic episode on Reading Rainbow, which you know, I'm a huge Reading Rainbow fan. I watched it, you know, every day after school when I was a kid. And LeVar Burton was probably my first literacy crush. So hashtag literacy crush for LeVar Burton. Still love him. And this book uh, was featured, again, on one of the episodes where LeVar was um, studying, you know, like bacteria and molds and things like that. Kind of a crazy episode. But the book I always really liked as a kid. And I think the reason I liked it wasn't so much because of the topic of, you know, bacteria and viruses and things like that and getting sick and that kind of stuff. It was really, I think what I liked so much was how narrative text structures were interwoven throughout this nonfiction book. And as a kid, of course, I didn't realize that's what was going on. I just liked the book. But I think actually, you know, when I really reflect on it, that's the reason I liked it so much. And that's actually what I use it for now to show students how you can use narrative nonfiction, introduce them to this topic, and then show them how the author, uh, Melvin Berger, who If you know anything about nonfiction texts for young readers, Melvin Berger is the man, and he's written about kind of every topic you can imagine. And um, anyways, he does a great job of interweaving narrative with the informational pieces throughout the book really seamlessly. And kids don't even realize he's doing it. I bet a lot of adults don't even realize he's doing it because he really is a master of it. Um, There are some books out there, you know, when people think about um, narrative nonfiction, they often think about um, the Magic School Bus series, which I remember when that came out. And, you know, it's been around for a while now. Gosh, it even has a television show. And uh, those books um, kind of actually featured a bunch of different things going on. They were also highly visual and there was a lot of graphic elements and things, too. 
But this text actually kind of pairs that down and really just interweaves the narrative with the nonfiction. So it's actually easier to read this text from beginning to end. It makes for a really great read aloud compared to some other texts that are a little more um, kind of incorporate more viewing skills, which I think sometimes can make for a harder read aloud experience or more difficult one. So anyways, Germs Make Me Sick, fantastic book, and we're going to take a look at that today. Now, I've got an exclusive for all you Litcentric Radio fans out there. For the rest of season two, I'm giving away a Litcentric Radio lesson each week through episode 24. To win, all you need to do is leave a rating and review on iTunes, um, now known as Apple Podcasts. I'll announce a winner each week here on the show. Now, when you leave the rating and review, I want you to also take a screenshot of your rating and review and post it to Instagram. Use the hashtag LitcentricRadioSeason2. I know it's a really long one, but use that hashtag. And tag me too. I'm at Litcentric. It's important that you send me that Instagram photo, so that way, if you win, I have an easy way to contact you. So get writing your amazing review, click those five stars, and tag me on Instagram, hashtag LitcentricRadioSeason2. You could be a winner. Let's take a look at today's text. Germs make me sick. You wake up one morning, but you don't feel like getting out of bed. Your arms and legs ache. Your head hurts. You have a fever. And your throat is sore. I'm sick, you say. I must have caught a germ. Everyone knows that germs can make you sick, but not everyone knows how. As you can see, that book is just packed with information, and but it's not hard to understand or absorb, is it? He actually does, uh, Melvin Berger does a great job of making it really accessible, so another reason I really like this text. Now, when I'm thinking about the bridge chart for this book, I want to show students visually that interweaving between the narrative and the nonfiction elements. Now, of course, you know with the podcast, I don't show you the, the uh, pictures from the book, but there are great um, hand-drawn illustrations, which is another reason I like this book so much. It's because most of the time when I'm reading nonfiction to students, um, especially if it's informational text um, or sometimes even explanatory, there's um, often just photographs and there aren't actually drawings like hand-drawn elements in there. And so I like to throw a book out there every now and then for students and just ask them, you know, take a look at the illustrations can you determine if this is fiction or nonfiction? Because oftentimes, students who are younger or maybe less experienced in determining a genre or at least a text type, um, with, or at least a text type, they will often say, well, it has to be a narrative text because um, you know, nonfiction books or informational text doesn't have drawings, they always have photographs. So they'll make those generalizations. And so every once in a while, I wanna make sure I point out to them you know, when we see something a little bit out of the norm, because, you know, I want them to be prepared and not maybe look at texts or images so superficially, right? I want them to, to dig a little bit deeper to make those considerations. So in this bridge chart, we're talking about narrative nonfiction, and we're going back between the narrative elements and the nonfiction elements. Now, in the lesson that you can purchase uh, for this episode, it's in the Litcentric Radio uh, lesson growing bundle that I have for sale on litcentric.com. Um, in there, I actually have uh, the images that you need 
to show the interweaving between the narrative nonfiction. I have an image for story and an image for facts. And um, I put those on sticky notes and add those to the chart just to show students, here's the element that feels more like a descriptive narrative, the story part. And then we move on to the element that's more factual and informational, and then go back to the story, then back to the facts and so on. So um, students not only have you know, clues from the text and different colors I'm using, but they also have those images to show this is this back and forth pattern that the author has used to um, convey this information. So for example, um, one of the main story elements uh, being used here starts at the beginning. And um, when Melvin Berger writes, you know, you wake up feeling bad and then you say, I'm sick, right? That's how our, our text began. And then he, from there, you know, he obviously goes into more description around that, but that's just the basic gist of um, the main point, you know, that he's making. But then from there, the factual side of it, he includes a lot of information following that little narrative that he does. So he talks about, you know, that germs are tiny, that they're alive. Um, he talks about the differences between bacteria and viruses, that germs are everywhere. And he also goes on to say that our skin and nose and mouth help keep germs out most of the time. Then he launches into, but that isn't always the case, right? So in back to the story element, he talks about, there are actually several in a, in a row or in a series here. So he says, you know, your friend sneezes on you, or you take a drink from your cousin's soda, or you fall and cut your knee, and then germs get in. So he's setting up that next um, level of information. Then he launches into uh, the factual side. He talks about the white blood cells and the antibodies and how bacteria and viruses, how they actually multiply. And then he wants to start to wrap it up and reassure us that we actually can feel better, though, even if we get sick, um, you know, there's ways to feel better. So the narrative part, he goes into, you know, maybe you need to go to the doctor. They try to turn it that's making you sick. Um, you know, they might give you medicine, help you feel better. And then the facts, uh, they talk about resting in bed, taking medicine. And then um, the image near the end of the book where they have a whole list of things to do um, to help you actually stay healthy the rest of the time. So this is just a real quick, um, it's a bridge chart that isn't too hard to do. The pattern is not hard for students to see once you've color coded it and, and laid it out for them. Um, it does take a little while to write out, you know, some of the things and facts that are coming from the story. So to expedite that process, I have those things that um, that you might need there on Eccentric Radio's lesson bundle. Um, but other than that, you can definitely work with your students and they can help you pull out the facts and you can add them to your bridge chart. And uh, yeah, and then I'm asking students actually when I want them to write, you know, based on this experience that we've had co-constructing this chart, I want students to um, experiment with narrative nonfiction on their own and write an additional paragraph and give me some more ideas of how germs might get into our bodies. Um, I think that's a pretty accessible way for them to use the chart. There's some decent examples on there already, and students can use their background knowledge uh, to help them um, give ex narrative examples of how germs could get into their bodies and, and times that they've been sick, which, again, very accessible because it, it goes um, based on student experiences and it doesn't get too overwhelming with some of the information, especially if this information is brand new for our students. So I hope you'll check out uh, Germs Make Me Sick. It's a classic. It's fantastic. It would be a great addition to um, when you're studying, you know, the human body and you're studying, you know, ways to stay healthy, even in a nutrition unit. I think it actually um, would make a lot of sense. 
And um, again, it's a great example of narrative nonfiction, which sometimes are hard to come by. So thank you again for listening to Litcentric Radio. I appreciate you listening week after week. Don't forget to leave a rating and review on iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts. And uh, send me that screenshot on Instagram, hashtag Litcentric Radio Season 2. And uh, next week, we'll announce another winner. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Have a great day at school.